It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today, we're looking at a scenario where the Washington Commanders could go offense in the first, second, and third rounds of the NFL Draft. That coming up on a post-senior bowl mock draft Monday here on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell holding down the fort last week while I was in Mobile. Greatly appreciate Chris doing that. Both of us are credential members of your media covering the Washington Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980 where he and Pete Methurst are on the airwaves live Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or available to you anytime via the Odyssey app. And you can find me writing about the Commanders at Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Yes, indeed. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not a. Uh, it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners here at Locked On Commanders. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. And again, we appreciate you making us first listen and view of the day. And David, as you mentioned, you are back from Mobile, Alabama, and the Senior Bowl. A little bit of a different angle this year in the senior at the Senior Bowl for me. Uh, I wanted to try something a little bit different, kind of get a little bit of a different view on it. We're going to talk about that here later in today's episode because we're going to talk about what the Senior Bowl really means at the end of this episode. But first, we're going to do Mock Draft Monday. We're doing three rounds here today, Chris, and we're doing it Senior Bowl style. So here's the deal, guys. There's, there's a lot of different ways people do Mock Drafts, right? You've got projected or you've got predictive and you've got, uh, well, I can't remember the other one. Basically, it's what I would do or what I think they will do. And those mm-hmm. those are two very popular styles of mock drafts. And I think it's always important when you're reading or listening to a mock draft, you understand what kind of mock draft mm-hmm. you're dealing with. Because if I'm telling you it's predictive, then I'm telling you what I think Ron Rivera is going to do at 16 or at 47 or at 96, 97, whatever it turns out to be. If I'm if I'm telling you it's for me, I'm saying if I were the GM of the Washington Bears, here's what I would do. And that's where you can come at me and say, you are smart or you are stupid. But if I'm telling you, here's what I think Ron's going to do, you say, you don't know what you're talking about or you do know what you're talking about. Uh, and of course, these teams are experts at making sure that there's misdirection going on everywhere. But there's other types too. And some of these are scenario-based. What we're talking about today is a senior bowl mock draft. So the rules for this is the only players on the board are senior bowl players. 
Now, that's not true for everybody. That's true for us, for what we are doing for Washington. And then the, the point is twofold. One is to give you guys hopefully a little bit of a better look at what the senior bowl class represents, how it's going to translate to the NFL draft this year. But two, it's also to kind of shine a light on what some of the needs and, and really kind of show you because the senior bowl class, while it's a lot of players, is not all of the players. So if you notice there's a deficiency in edge rushers in this year's senior bowl class, which is not, but if there were, then that kind of tells you like maybe my team needs to take an edge rusher earlier, or maybe there's a really good guy later that we're going to talk about because of the senior bowl that maybe we wouldn't have talked. Like how many people here, Chris, know Dorian Williams, linebacker from Tulane? Maybe not a lot of Commanders fans know who he is. You're going to find out today. So that's how we're doing this thing. That's how this exercise is going to go. So before pick number 16, no senior bowl players come off the board, which is not a complete surprise this year. The quarterback class this year, not as strong uh, as the quarterback class was certainly last year. Right. Um, but even last year, not a whole lot of first round prospects were, were considered here uh, in the senior bowl. And then you look at the trenches and still not either, but some good players still left on the board. Uh, anyway, the top three available at pick 16, Chris, and these are PFF rankings uh, in their big board as of right now, which are certainly going to be fluctuating as mm-hmm. the season goes. So we'll continue to monitor those as our listeners and viewers should too. But the top three guys, number 27 overall, guard Osiris Torrance uh, out of Florida, number 31 overall, tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, and number 34 overall, linebacker Andre Carter, the second uh, out of Army. And PFF has him listed as linebacker, so I'm a little bit with his hand in the dirt, so I'm a little bit standing up. So, I mean, teams can can fluctuate. So don't get too wrapped up in the positioning. Uh, If you're out there looking at these rosters sometimes, it's how your team is going to use them. But those three guys, Torrance, Musgrave, Carter, Chris, at 16, those are your top three guys. Who do you want out of those top three above all else? From this group and the the top three available that you just mentioned, David, I'm going to try and secure as big of a need as I have with as good of a player as I can get. Florida guard Osiris Mm -hmm. Torrance. And again, I I think we all understand the need here. Uh, You mentioned he's number 27 on PFF's board uh, following the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I think that's again moving up. Some people had him in the you know yeah. top part of the second round, maybe middle of the second round. I know we discussed. I think it was last mock draft Monday that Walter Football had him projected at forty-seven to the Commanders. Uh, again, I don't think he's going to go that low, but I, I I can't see it at sixteen, especially an interior guard. I wouldn't expect a guard at sixteen, but he's the best senior bowl available player uh, that matches kind of a fit for the Washington commanders. As we know, they had a turnstile at right guard last year and left guard. Andrew Norwell was okay. And that's being kind. Yeah. I, you know, I think out of the top three, I think the first guy I eliminate here is Andre Carter, the second, the linebacker out of army. And that's no, no necessarily disrespect to him. It's just one it's, it's his, his skill set. I think is a little bit different than what the Washington commanders defense is going to look for anyway. So I don't know that he's even going to be on their board. And, and again, that's, again, that scheme. If we don't think a guy's going to fit our scheme or, or be able to do what we're coaching them to do, there's no reason to have him on the draft board. So, again, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to get his NFL opportunity uh, the, the way that Nolan Laufenberg is, you know, with the Washington Commanders right now out of Air Force. But I don't think it's going to be with the Washington Commanders. Luke Musgrave is a very attractive uh, option here, tied in out of Oregon State. Had a very good week. Showed some really good things. An, an okay blocker. Much better receiver. To me, I don't know that the Washington Commanders need another one of that type of guy. I think they've got enough of that type of guy. I think if they're going to add a tight end, they need to find a guy that maybe is a little bit better of a blocker and then an okay receiver, kind of like a Coke Keith uh, that went to Tampa Bay out of Minnesota last year and did some really good things uh, for them down there. 
So yeah, to me, it's got to be it's got to be Cyborg. It's it's Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. And I'll tell you right now, the biggest knock on 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 Osiris is whether or not he's going to be agile enough and athletic enough to be a puller and to be a lead blocker on some of these stretch plays and, and do all these things and get in, in and out of the gaps. The the problem he doesn't have is strength, play strength, uh, his ability to hold his own gap and, and and assist his teammates and read the the pass rush as it comes in. And that was on full display. I think he looked a little bit faster, a little bit more nimble than maybe people expected at the senior bowl, but still looked very strong. Now he does have a tendency to plant his anchor and try to just hold up against uh, defenders. And the problem with that in the NFL is you do that against a defensive tackle or a pass rusher and your anchor fails. Now you're in a, in, in, in a situation where you're either going to the ground and your guy is running free or you're getting a holding penalty. So you want to see that technique cleaned up as well between now and the sounding combine us, right. For the most part, media, mm-hmm. but also fans, like we pretty much have this. We got senior bowl. We might go watch some other tapes, some other film from, from these players, but really that's it. But these guys are going into train like Osiris Torrance today on Sunday as we record this is probably training today and right. he's working on the things that he knows that these people want to see. And there's going to be reports from those trainers come out. You had John Beck on the show last year uh, doing some great stuff. Those trainers of these players are going to be talking to their buddies in the industry and kind of saying like, bro, hey, Cyborg, like his feet are looking really good. His speed and agility is getting a lot better. And then to look to see that and confirm that at the scouting combine. So while we're going to talk about this and we're going to kind of have a blank blank schedule of evaluation because we just don't have access to it, believe me, there's a lot of work happening. You know, Cyrus Torrance, do I think he'll work up to 16? That might be a little rich anyway, but like 2021, 20, certainly I can see him working his way into that range. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Uh, coming up, David, we're going to take a look at the potential day two picks. Uh, for the Commanders as Senior Bowl Mock Draft Monday rolls on here on Locked On Commanders. But first, guys, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Uh, Unfortunately, as you know, life does not come with a user manual. There is no textbook to figuring out everybody's unique challenges. So when it's not working for you, it's natural. It's normal to feel stuck and sometimes like there's no end in sight. But therapists are trained to kind of help you try and figure out where there is a light at the end of that tunnel and how you can make things better and try and figure out what makes you tick. And the great people at BetterHelp are exactly that vehicle, that engine that can help you get unstuck. Uh, They've hooked up 3 million people, uh, actually more than 3 million people, with licensed therapists all 100% online, and they're going to save you the hassles of driving to an office, being in an awkward waiting room, and then kind of feeling like, oh, wait a second, is this the right thing for me? BetterHelp is going to solve that because you could switch uh, counselors at any uh, therapist at any point uh, if you don't feel like it's a good match. So here's what we want you to do. Uh, get unstuck with BetterHelp, learn more, and save 10% off your favorite month, uh, off your first month, off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Today's episode of Locked On Commander is also brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book. In America, if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting fun and easy as you learn uh, the ropes. And right now, if you download FanDuel, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet 
doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score the first touchdown. You got same game parlays, which are way too much fun for someone with as little money as I have in the bank. But you know what? We make it work anyway. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is also safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. I mean, as soon as the clock hits zero and Daniel Gaffer gets me plus seven, seven and a half rebounds, my money is in my account. It is Amazing. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. But now we continue on uh, our our top Senior Bowl targets um, here on the Senior Bowl Mock Draft Monday edition of LOC. On the board at number 47 for the Commander's second round pick, uh, Will McDonald, Jamie Robinson, Nathaniel Dell, uh, Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, who I know turned some heads, a big, massing, mulky, um, uh, 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 hulking uh, type figure. As we kind of circle towards where PFF has everything projected and mocked and, again, just senior bowl related here, David, when we come around to the commander's 47th pick second round, you got guys like John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, arguably the top center in the draft. Keon White, an edge pass rusher from Georgia Tech. He's PFF's number 54 overall player and number 58 safety, Sidney Brown, where do you want to go in the second round at 47 overall for the Washington Commanders? You know, I, I think there, there's a common argument here that you went guard with Osiris Torrance in the first round, so you need to go elsewhere. But honestly, I'm going with John Michael Schmitz. I'm going with the center out of Minnesota, clearly the number one center at the Senior Bowl this weekend, and he held up to that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there are some other guys there that did some work. I don't have a problem, honestly, with the Washington Commanders going O-line back-to-back because – if you're legitimately giving Sam Howell a shot to be the number one quarterback, there's no reason to go quarterback in, in the first round. But if you're also going to give him a, legit, a legitimate shot, you need to shore up that offensive line. Yeah, and and you know I'm going to go with John Michael Smith too, just because again center is a huge need as we've discussed. So center is a massive need for me, David. The only thing that I would say and point out, if I have my choice, and if we're going to go offensive line first two rounds, I'd like to if I could, if if I'm the Commanders, go tackle guard or tackle center as yeah. opposed to guard center if that makes right. sense yeah improve both instead of just improving the interior improve right. the edges in the interior. exactly yeah. he's the best center uh, yeah. wipler from ohio state is good he's right. the best center and that minnesota yeah. running game I, I mean with ibrahim and and i i you know i know one of the coaches on that staff i mean they rave about him uh and and, and so, you know, make no mistake about it. Look, maybe he's not Tyler Lindebaum, who went in the back end of the first round of the Ravens last year, but they can do a lot of help for their future uh, big time at a very critical position if they make this pick in the second round. Absolutely. And look, some people are going to look at Keon White and say, you know what, this team needs an edge. They're not going to be able to re-sign Montez and give Chase Young a long-term deal. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps the commanders know that as well. They come in. That mindset, maybe they do look at edge like Keon White uh, or someone else. And look, safety Sidney Brown. I mean, I think Washington's safeties are pretty solid already as they are. But Sidney Brown covered tight ends. He covered slot. He covered perimeter receivers down the field. He did a lot in the Senior Bowl to show a lot of versatility. And if that tape mirrors what he showed at the Senior Bowl, uh, certainly could be drawing a lot of attention there. So moving to the third round, 
Uh, PFF has this third round pick, compensatory pick. It's not finalized yet, but they projected it to be 97. I've seen some as like 96. It's going to be around the mid 90s, guys, is pretty much uh, what we know. But obviously, Keon White, Sidney Brown, both gone by the time we get to 97. Three edge rushers from the Senior Bowl also gone. Isaiah McGuire from Missouri, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, Derek Hall from Auburn. So if Washington was iron edge, they're starting to see a lot of them come off the board. You talked about off to tackle Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Had an up and down Senior Bowl, in my opinion. Uh, he's gone beforehand. Quarterback Hendon Hooker couldn't play, obviously, because of the injury, but he was on ground and mobile, so I don't throw his name out there. He uh, comes off the board as well, leaving our top three, number 88 overall, offensive tackle Dewan Jones. Maybe, Chris, you get your tackle there mm-hmm. out of Ohio State. Only practiced one day because of a concussion. Number 100 overall safety, Chris Smith, the second out of Georgia, who, again, covered all over the field. Number 105 overall safety, Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State, who, didn't stand out for any bad reasons. I don't know that he stood out for any really great reasons either. Just kind of showed uh, that day three potential. Some other author, uh, some other interesting guys that we'll talk about here just because it is the end uh, of our mock draft. Number 106, linebacker Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Uh, he had a really good weekend. Number 110 overall running back, Roshan Johnson out of Texas. The second back out of Texas in this year's draft class, but still a guy who has plenty of potential. And then edge rusher K.J. Henry out of Clemson, number 114. Uh, a star, honestly, on day one maintained that momentum throughout the rest of the week, but really stood out on day one. Yeah. um, So those are all some really good candidates, but I'm going to upset everybody here. And maybe this is recency bias. Maybe this is just a snap reaction. I'm going to go with running back Tajay Spears, who tore it up at the Senior Bowl in Mobile uh, somewhat unexpectedly. Uh, Again, he's PFF's number 132nd ranked player. But David, here's the reason why I'm doing that. Number one, Antonio Gibson, third round pick. Number two, Brian Robinson Jr., third round pick. So think about the recency bias, if you will, of this commander staff. Third round running back seemed to be a sweet spot. Now, you might be saying, yeah, but Chris, why would you do that? You just drafted again, Brian Robinson in the second round. Aha, Antonio Gibson's a free agent at the end of this upcoming year. And for a third year in a row, he did have some nagging, lingering injuries that caught up to him late in the year. So maybe they go after a guy like Spears, a quick twitch guy with bigger hands, a smaller frame can catch the ball out of the backfield and explosive speed. Tajay Spears, listen, he surprised everybody except for Tulane sideline reporter Maddie Hudak. And I just happened to know Maddie. So she gave me a heads up on Tajay before we entered the week. So he didn't creep up on me, but I had a little bit of inside information on him. Uh, super happy to see Tajay do what he was able to do and grab the attention of everybody. Uh, Dorian Williams, linebacker, he also had a very solid week. Not as solid as, as Tajay had, obviously, but still a very solid week. Showed a lot of versatility, a lot of ability to get in the box, blitz, cover, do all the things that the Washington Commanders are going to want to do in a day three or a day and a day two linebacker. Dorian Williams, of the available prospects, that is who I would target here. He is a, a he's a huge tackler, a very so, solid tackler, uh, and held his own against a lot of future NFL talent. But I love Tajay. Would not at all be sad to see Tajay Spears go to the Washington Commanders uh, as well. But don't forget also JD McKissick. You know, I mean, another another bad injury ending right. his season. I mean, you know, the Commanders certainly could use another young running back. All right, coming up, a quick final note on the Senior Bowl and the impact. But first, guys, this show is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Don't forget, Valentine's Day is coming up a week from this Tuesday, right after the Super Bowl, guys. I know you'll be in a football coma and coming down from one, but don't forget that special day. And here's the perfect way to not forget it, and that's by going to BlueNile.com. They have the best selection. Take it from me. 
I recently went on BlueNile.com right before Christmas and made a nice purchase. And, you know, I'm just going to say, I look like a champ. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, they love it. You, she's going to love it. Uh, your special somebody, your daughter, whoever it might be, your mom is going to love it. Love it, love it at BlueNile.com. And right now you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get up to 50% off. Again, BlueNile.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys, running out this Senior Bowl mock draft Monday. So uh, just a quick recap here in, in the first segment, in the first round, both Chris and I uh, have the Washington Bears going on sirens, torrents again, only senior bowl players eligible. So the guard from Florida heads to the DMV to uh, to hopefully do a little bit better and improve the interior offensive line here for the commanders round two. We stay with the interior offensive line. We go John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota, uh, the center. And then in round three, I go Dorian Williams. Chris goes a little bit outside the lines, which is great, and goes Tajay Spears, both from Tulane. So Tulane getting a lot of love here on Locked On Commanders today. And I don't know how many of you guys out there expected to hear that this early in the in the draft season. But, hey, that's what happens uh, when guys do well at the Senior Bowl. And let's talk about the Senior Bowl, right? Because I kind of mentioned it, Chris, the beginning uh, of the show today, but really understanding what the Senior Bowl is all about. I think it's very important for media to remember, for evaluators, they obviously know, but for fans as well. Because a lot of time fans – it's easy to look at like a Tajay Spears, like, oh man, I never saw this guy before. And then you go watch like a highlight of him, like, like literally making a cut while he's in the air, jumping over a guy. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing what some of these guys do. And you kind of fall in love with these guys. And look, draft analysts can be guilty of it too. And we sometimes see guys that really only jump off the field at the scouting combine or maybe at the senior bowl. They start getting mocked in the first, second round, then going in the fourth, fourth round or whatever. And people kind of wonder why or how uh, that happened. And then, of course, when that player explodes, then all the scouts are are, are dumb and should be fired uh, because obviously at the senior bowl in those three days, uh, he showed out. So that should have shown them everything they need to know. That's not really how the business works. So I spent a lot of this week walking around. Uh, first of all, we got some some incredible access that honestly no other media members were able to have. There were about four media members on the coach and executive side of the senior bowl field. And for those of you who don't know, the senior bully do a very good job. Media is on one side, coaches, executives, and scouts are on the other side of the stadium. And there are security people in between to make sure that the media don't go over and spy on the other side. Now, the coaches and scouts are allowed to come over to the media side. That's fine because they know what they're walking into. But media, you don't get to go over there. But we were able to, through the grace of, a, of, a, of an arrangement, um, it was legal. We didn't sneak in. Nothing, nothing, nothing nefarious happened. We were allowed to be where we were. But there's about a handful of us uh, that were able to go to the NFL executive and coach and scout side on the first day of senior bowl practices and kind of walk around and just kind of see, again, not interrupt. These guys are working, so we're not sitting there trying to interrupt people. But because of that and then through the festivities of the senior bowl week, Chris, that you're very familiar with, getting to talk to some scouts, some coaches, some some directors, some personnel people, uh, some GMs, some coaches, you know what I mean? Not all commanders related. Some of them are others, you know, uh, uh, 
one of the guys that I knew that was there sat down with an NFC East rival head coach for an extended period of time during the event, got a lot of good information from him. And basically what it boils down to is this. The senior bowl from their aspect, much less about evaluating traits, much more about evaluating character. How does a guy work? How does a guy react to this stressful situation? They're up late. Uh, They're up late. They're up early. They're studying NFL schemes, playbooks, knowledge, uh, language for the very first time. They're getting in-person coaching. These guys are getting their butt chewed in front of a crowd for the first time. A lot of them in in a long time, if not ever. Like These guys don't get their butt chewed in front of spectators very, very often. That's happening for the first time. How does a guy respond to that? How does a guy come in day two, day three, when they're obviously fatigued? They've been doing interviews. They've been getting late-night phone calls. How is that motor still running on the third day? And then, of course, on the game day. Much more about getting to know the person than it is getting to know the player, but also the opportunity. If you stand out, then perhaps you can make yourself some money. But the first priority is getting to know the young man. And I know, Chris, you have more on on that second point uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so th- the point that I wanted to add, I, you know, I've had many conversations with many coaches, scouts, executives, what have you over the years, uh, as you have. Uh, but Scott Campbell was a longtime senior personnel executive uh, for the Washington NFL franchise. Uh, he was in charge of everything, but his his passion was on the road college scouting. He's the son of Marion Campbell, former, I think, uh, Atlanta Falcons head coach, if memory serves me correct, just so everybody knows. But Scott, would tell me often more than once. I don't remember how many times, you know, when he'd come back and I'd pick his brain, Hey, who jumped, you know, did this guy, he said, look, said, don't be too harsh on the guys that don't perform well. He's like, cause we don't really ding them. And here's why they haven't practiced in a couple of weeks. They haven't, like you said, they haven't worked with these particular coaches. They're learning new terminology, a new scheme. They're working with new teammates. There's no, you know, um, th- there's no connection, if you will, quarterback to wide receiver, offensive lineman to offensive lineman, so on and so forth. So we don't really ding them mm-hmm. if they perform badly at the senior bowl. What you said, it's about learning their personality, their traits, their work habits, all that stuff, evaluating all that. And it all goes into the the mix. The, the, the one thing he also would, though, point out is because of the same scenario, if a player did shine, if a player did really unexpectedly or really well, maybe to surprise people, that did that did count in their eyes because, again, they're facing the same challenges and logistics that we're just talking about. Again, rough situation thrown into this hopper, what have you, but they found a way to shine. And so they would get an extra check mark, if you will. If the tape matched up, of course, with what the scouts and executives saw down in Mobile. So, again, just some perspective when you see winners and losers, studs and duds, that type of thing, that at least one organization and one heavy high-level scout said, hey, this is how most teams do it. Uh, Again, maybe not every team, but most teams. Right. Yeah, everybody's going to have their own way. Everybody's going to have their own flavor to it, absolutely. And I will put this out kind of supporting that, like, the scouts and and kind of like the personnel executives and like the director of college scouting and all this. So like, they've been watching these guys. Like this is not, you know, this is our first time seeing a lot of these. Like I never, I never watched Tajay Sharp through the, or Spears through the lens that I did this week. You know I mean? I've seen Tulane play, especially the cotton bowl, but like I didn't watch them through this lens until this week. They've been watching them through that lens. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys for more than two years, honestly, yep. they've got, they've got files on these guys going back uh, quite a ways, but then some of the other people in, in attendance, like head coach, so like that, like, they're not necessarily doing that all season long because they've obviously got their hands full with other things. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, Brandon Olson 
Locked On Gators. He put this out, so I will put this out. He spoke to an NFL head coach, not going to say who, because don't need people adding him on Twitter necessarily, who told us or told Brandon uh, day one of Senior Bowl practice, first time he'd watch college football all season long. He had never he had watched a lick of college football the entire season because he's focused on doing what he's doing. Now, I will tell you, he got his team to the playoffs, so maybe there's something to that method. You know what I mean? But he knows his executive, not executive, but his scouts, his director of college scouting, all this stuff. They're all doing their job, doing the legwork. So now when he needs to catch up, he's got a full uh, Rolodex or, or full file of information he can go to when he after he sees these guys for himself uh, and then and then pull into uh, to that. So. Again, just 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 some perspective really is really what it boils down to is just trying to put some perspective on the thing. The game itself, the practices being televised, that's much more of a media uh, mechanism. And it's for the fans, which I think is absolutely great that they do that. But understand what the NFL side, what they're looking at, because when you see your favorite senior bowl player, maybe not go in the second round, you're like, what were they thinking? He did great in Mobile. This is why. Absolutely. Um and that's also why it's important for head coaches. I'll, this my little thing. <laughs> why it's also important for head coaches to be down in Mobile. But I won't make any more big. I'm deal. not unhappy that I missed that conversation last week. <laughs> well, we had one of them. You just missed a lot of the 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 fallout. Uh, yeah, for sure. We didn't know why. We didn't know why Coach Rivera was not in Mobile by then. Um, at the when we talked about it, and then that news came out. And I'm not gonna lie, when I. First, your tweet about it was the first tweet that I saw, oh, and I was setting up for the first day of practice. I think it was the first day. It might have been, might have been credential pick. I can't remember exactly which day it was, but I literally said to myself, "Really happy. I'm not going to have to have this conversation." So, shout out to Chris Russell for holding down locked on Commanders and having to have that talk about uh, Coach Rivera golfing and interviewing Anthony Lynn and No Cal and NorCal instead of being in Mobile because I did not want to have it. Listen, and, uh, he he could have uh, been he could have done all of that. He could have been in Mobile. He could have been you know I talked to Tony Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, co-owner last week. Uh, you know for something different, and he's like, oh by the way, I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, the owner's in Mobile, Alabama. But yet a head coach of an incredible, incredibly mediocre team, not in you know, Mobile, Alabama. Bill Belichick was. Mike Tomlin was. I did. I did not have to have that conversation. I'm really happy. There you go. Uh, all right. We will wrap it there because we're way late uh, as it is. We appreciate you guys being with us. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Now subscribe to Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday local insiders cover the weekend with game to game episodes. And there's only one more game left if you smell what we're cooking. And by the way, check out uh, Locked on NFL Draft, the podcast. That's where David was a part of from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. That coverage uh, from last week, of course, still very much uh, worthy of your time. So please check it out. Again, Locked on NFL, Locked on NFL Draft, available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in with us, it's Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or hit us up in the DMs on Twitter at LO Commander for David Harrison. Writing for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hurst Show and the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. 
Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.